Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. We are getting right into the the, the meat of this of this season of Shadow Hunters. We are learning what half of this season will be about. <laughs> Part, hey, in this case, our our chosen streaming so- source Netflix specifically calls it part a they're very clear They're like no look it's it it is technically two different seasons it, when it really comes down to it we have accepted the reality of shadow hunters <laughs> the tv show we know how it's paced <laughs> it's it's kind of actually five seasons yep although netflix does say that there's only four, four. because they didn't figure out the split until this because the second one even though the second one was also very clear uh, but yeah, so we're we're just sort of continuing on. We get some we get some more stuff about the weird demon. Who my favorite part of it is, they will call him the owl, which is which I'm like, I guess he kind of so. looks like an owl. And then later, Demon Mom will also call him an the owl. owl. So I'm like, oh, so that's just they're right. They just guessed and they they're guessed right. correct. There is like something <laughs> that was missed. <laughs> In the earlier episodes. Yeah, we're like, oh, clearly that looks like an owl. And everyone's like, yeah, we've all seen an owl, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, we all. It's like a different team wrote this episode and we're like, we have to call this demon thing by name. Like, And I guess it is just funny that they guessed the name correctly. That that is the name. That she also that calls the it. demon calls him. They, they nailed it. She was going for an owl. And to be fair, she only calls him an owl to deceive us. Well, she says, my owl. So, like, clearly it is like, yeah, you are my owl. Yeah, it's like a role. It's like it's a knight. A, it's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, he'll be around doing stuff. Uh, Jace will be around doing stuff. Clary will be around doing stuff. Izzy will find a plot line. Uh, Izzy will stumble her way backwards <laughs> into a plot line. Yeah, she will. Alec will have an Alec-like plot line. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, it's just it's just another good episode to go. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're continuing your blogmas. I am continuing blogmas, so I am drinking another beer as we record. Is it better than the last one? Um, well, I'm less afraid of it. Okay. <laughs> so this one is called the Good Morning Vietnamese Coffee Stout. Okay. It's the best part of waking up. It's a morning beer. It's a morning beer. It's for a morning beer. It's a morning beer with a 6.5% alcohol. It's a good... <laughs> So, I mean, it's not, it's not the 10% I had last time. One hell of a morning. <laughs> you know, when you need a kick in your morning, you Is there coffee this. in it or is it just coffee flavored? Um, the ingredients are water, barley, oats, hops, yeast, coffee, and chicory. So there's coffee in it. Yeah, I've made Everybody's a mistake. caffeinated is what I'm wondering. I think it must be. Uh, you, uh, I've I, made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 8 p.m. Oh, you'll be fine. It's, I only slept for three hours last night, according to my Fitbit. You'll be fine. It's Saturday. Yeah, I have to wake up so early tomorrow so I can do Pilates and then bake with a three-year-old. <laughs> she's uh, not going to be helpful. No, she's not. And she's definitely not going to help us with this because we should get into it. Yes. Because this is Shadowhunters Season 3, Episode 3, What Lies Beneath. What Lies Beneath. So we begin with a woman walking down the street, and it's immediately clear made clear to us that she is a decent person. 
She is a nice lady. She's doing a, a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser at a bar, and she's trying to convince her friends to go. So clearly, because of what we've seen in the previous episodes, she must kill a loved one. Yep, she's going to get attacked by an owl demon. <laughs> yeah, the demon comes in, and as a little later, he will be called the owl, so we will refer to him as such. But she is a very good and powerful girl <laughs> because she sees a weirdo random standing on the street and she's like, in, I'm turning around. In, in that classic New York sewer fog. Yep. Which which sounds like I'm making a joke, but that appears in way too many movies. It also exists in Chicago, I should be clear. Yeah, anywhere where there's like warm air beneath the ground, it's coming up God, out of those grates. It's gotta smell terrible. And this woman has seen movies. Yeah, so she's like, I'm walking that direction. Now, admittedly, at this point, it's kind of already too late because she is a grand total of about four meters from him when she turns around. It's true. And, and unfortunately, and I can't imagine he can fly. <laughs> well, I just can't imagine, even if he was just like a normal, you know, your normal average attacker. Yeah. Four meters is not. And he's just standing in the streets on an alley. Like at that point, the, he attack, just has to walk. the attack has been initiated. Luckily. She does. She's a good, powerful girl. Yeah. She, like, punches well, him. And fortunately, well, she she tries to kick him in the nuts, yeah. and it, he, he no-sells it. He, which he is, has no nuts. Which is funnier at the end of this episode. <laughs> it's true. So she kicks him in the nuts, but he's a demon, so, like, does nothing. And then we learn that he is kind of a... Kind of a janky demon because he like they, they wrestle they wrestle this young woman and then she gets kind of overpowers well, him a little gets, bit yeah like she gets enough that she can get pepper spray and sprays him and he's like ah like, oh no ah hell pepper spray this sucks and he's like I'm out so this is our first hit that like this is not a demon yeah this like, is, and if it is a demon it's not a good demon it's not a good demon but i think it's more of a sign that this is not a demon because <laughs> this this is not how they react to getting pepper, pepper sprayed. sprayed but good good for you we will find out this girl's name is morgan yes good for you morgan yes um now uh we cut back to jay staring at footage i first thought he was staring at footage of that this attack. attack. I thought so too. But they only learn about it later. So he's just staring at footage of other attacks. There's been Look, like seven murders. He's looking say. at that owl man being like, oh boy. And he looks sleepy. Well, he's been really focused on Sebastian Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. hallucinating him all the time. Oh yeah. And to the point that now it's like physical hallucinations. Yeah. Like he feels he's him. Not, he's not just Jonathan standing on the other side of the room being like, hey, kill your girlfriend. <laughs> Hey there, Jace. Just me, Jonathan, stopping in at 2 a.m. to tell you, kill your girlfriend. But now when he tells Jace to kill his girlfriend, he also touches him. Well, and he's also kind of gotten off the kill your girlfriend train and is now just on the... I'm here. I'm here. Look at us. You want to kill me? Okay, then why don't you give it a try? Hey, Jace, I exist. (laughs) Check me out. (laughs) I want to point out that exactly what they're doing with Jonathan was what I pitched they could have done with Valentine and still killed him at the appropriate time. time. He still could have been hanging around being like, Jace, you're never going to. It's actually kind of weird. You're never going to escape me. Like, he really decided to focus on the whole 
like his whole dual upbringing because it makes sense they were like yeah. essentially both experiments and jace was the good one and jonathan was the bad one but it's funny that he that he does not valentine will make no appearances he he does not he's gotten over valentine very quickly but he's still i guess worried about jonathan just worried and like he is so worried that he's using a stan- stamina rune to stay up. Do you find? And I wonder if this is a change for season three, where they, the runes, they're a lot more explanatory of what they are. They'll use name like not yeah. not like their pseudo Latin names. They'll be they'll mention stamina rune. They mentioned earlier strength rune. Yeah, and, and I, then later they'll use connection rune, which I which don't know what th- that is. This is a thing we're aware of. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like it. Like I think I mean obviously it's a good shorthand. But like I I, I feel like he could do the rune and Clary could say like, oh, you're using your Mogo Pogo rune to stay awake. I think he could just do the rune and she could be like, you know, if you keep doing that, it will, it will, like, if you keep doing that to stay awake, it's going to burn you out. Burn you out. Like, it doesn't have to be a, ah, well, as you know, I see here you are u- utilizing the stamina rune. It's like, no. Yeah, we, you, we can figure it we, out. <laughs> also, he knows you don't have to be like, oh, you're using the stamina rune. It'd be like, so if you're drinking coffee and I'm like, oh, you're drinking coffee, huh? I guess people do do that. <laughs> people do do that, but usually not someone's girlfriend. Yeah, because, well, and she, Clary does, as I said, she arrives, she sees him using his stamina room so he can stay awake. I'm, this is something they didn't have to go into, but I am curious what the drawbacks of the stamina ruin are. Yeah. Because I'd be interested, because clearly it's dangerous to stay awake that long. And Izzy th- does say later, it'll make you see things if you stay up too long. Yeah, so like... But but is she just saying that because of staying up late, or does the stamina rune does it like what is it? Can, can you get like do? a stamina hangover? And I want to clarify: I don't need the series to answer this. These are questions that I was thinking about, and I'm curious about. I don't need an answer to them, honestly. I don't have an answer to them because I don't think this is from the books. <laughs> it's got to be. This seems like a very standard rune. It's like, oh, I'm getting tired. Gonna pump up my stamina it feels like basically what it should be doing is that it's like trading on later stamina yeah and like I, I you, feel... it's like you get a caffeine boost and then yeah and maybe then later you, you crash but if you do it for a long time like your heart just won't pump anymore or something like that um anyway however staying up all hours of the night staring at a computer screen instead of going on patrol is good for jace because <laughs> he thinks he's figured something out yes y- you see uh, he thinks, once again, not based off of the fact that we know, which is that this owl got pepper sprayed. And that's not how demon works. He just thinks that this demon must be Jonathan. And because he's glamored, because, because there are no demons who look like owls. <laughs> you know what? Considering considering the way that they treat these characters, I don't believe you know what every demon looks like. <laughs> also, it could be a demon that's glamored. Exactly. We know demons do glamour. Could be a could be a greater demon. You don't know what they do. Yeah, they have personalities and names. But I mean, he is going mad. Like that is he very is. clear. There, there's a lot of moments in this episode where I think he just out, just full on consciously lies to Clary mm-hmm. and to himself at the same time. Yes, absolutely. But so, um, if you remember. The end of last episode, Simon blasted that wolf with his weird 
forehead power. He, he forehead blasted that wolf so hard, and that wolf got really injured to the point it also seems to have like stymied his natural werewolf healing ability. Mm-hmm. So sevenfold. Ooh, maybe. Uh, so he's really injured. He's not healing like he's supposed to. And Simon finally decides, I should probably, like, do something about this. So he's like, I'm going to go see the Sealy Queen. And, and Maya's like, no. Because Don't do that. that is Because you know how she works. This clearly is a way for her to get you to come back. Simon, she is always trying to trick you to return. <laughs> and Simon's like, all right, fine. I guess I do have other... Options. Options I can go to. You know what I think is a reasonable choice? Let's take this drawing that you made of the thing you saw on my forehead, Maya, and bring it to Clary. I do like She's an expert of the shadow world. I do like how he has to clarify Clary, which is, I guess, just code for shadow hunters. But really, who else? I mean, Izzy. Izzy. Izzy should be the one. The the problem is that he has not become close friends with any other shadow hunter other than Clary, which is weird because they all know him. And, like, in... And I understand why he wouldn't go for Jace. Yep. And him and Alec, I don't think, have ever had a conversation. But, like, he is sometimes shown to be close to Izzy. He helped... He talked to her with her whole, like, mom... Drug, his mom alcoholic her on drugs thing. And Izzy helped him try to threaten Raphael's sister. <laughs> exactly. And They're friends. And also, Izzy's supposed to be smart. Yeah, she's supposed to be the best shadow and hunter. And he's going to them because this is a rune. Shadow hunters have runes. It makes sense. And Clary, Clary has been a shadow hunter for um, three weeks. <laughs> like, at most, three months. Like, <laughs> Just timing this out. It's been a f- several months. Yeah. He has not had another birthday. <laughs> so it's not been a year. Exactly. They're still children. I think there was there was Hanukkah? There was no, uh, no. Passover? Passover. That's what it was. It was Passover. Yes. Yes. I'm like, it's not Yom Kippur. can't remember. So which. Passover's in the spring. Yeah. And we know that the beginning of the series... Clary I'm got not, into university. I'm, I'm do. The, the point is, it's not that much time. Yeah. Usually, episodes are like either the same day or multiple days. Uh, but so he's going to go deal with that. But there's trouble Other... with Luke. So Russell continues to suck. <laughs> Ru- Russell getting so angry at Luke for being like, "You're going to side with the vampire." I want to take you through the process that happened here. Russell was like, "I'm going to hurt Simon," and Luke and Maya were like. Don't attack Simon. And then, and then Russell's attacked, friend did attack Simon. Then they Simon. attacked Simon, and one of their guys got hurt. And then the answer, that, the answer to that should be, we said don't attack Simon. You're the one who disobeyed him being like, oh, you gotta, you gotta make a choice between him and your pack. I'm like, Russell, you disobeyed your pack leader. Yeah, you need to make a choice between Simon and your pack, Russell. <laughs> yeah, between hating Simon and the fact that he's dating one of your women. Oh, don't like that. Real gross. And, like, I know Russell's supposed to suck, but this storyline is also, like, very archaic. Like, the werewolves being, like, enemies with the vampires, the different parts of the Shadow World not trusting each other is very season well, one. And, no, and not only that, like, I don't get why. The answer is because in pop culture, vampires and werewolves don't get along. Well, and we know. But I want to know why. These ones don't. (laughs) Especially considering it's so. 
<laughs> the thing that I always think of, especially with Shadowhunters, where they've never made clear if a werewolf or a vampire could just be, like, natural born, mm-hmm. is that these are all these people are people who are just, like, humans. Had unfortunate for, circumstances. For, like, a long, long part of their life. And then turned into a vampire or werewolf and then decided, yeah, I guess screw those guys. Well, and, like, I know that the vampires, like, especially in season one when they were under Camille, did suck. They yeah. did kidnap, kidnap Simon to have but, fun torturing him. But what about the werewolves? Exactly. Like, I, I just... The werewolves also used to suck, which is why Luke had to take over the pack. He just feels like they're falling back on the pop culture vampires and werewolves hate each other. Well, and the point I was going to make mm-hmm. is that... We already did this storyline, and they learned they had to work together. Except for, I mean, Russell wasn't there for that. No, I guess he wasn't. That's what he was doing his other pack. But the main thing is, like, Russell shouldn't have any sway over Luke. Now, Millie, I do think at the end of this, Luke will make the right choice because he he sees what his pack is. Yeah. And we'll get get there. But Russell doing this weird thing where it's like... You gotta pick a side. You gotta pick a side when he directly disobeyed an order and got one of his friends, like, paralyzed. Yeah. Like, he maybe the reason they say he... He doesn't know this. Maybe the reason they don't attack Simon is because Luke knew he had this blast back thing. Exactly. And he just couldn't tell him. And he shouldn't need to know because he's not the alpha. Yeah. Russell. Russell, you're on a need-to-know basis. Because twice... He could have killed you and decided not, not to. to. So stop, stop acting up, Russell. Speaking of people acting out, Izzy and Alec are acting like their dog died. Like they are <laughs> so sad and so emotional. Yeah. Magnus comes waltzing on into Alex's office being like, I've done so many magic I things. Pu- I put the ley lines back where they should be. So the core isn't touching no, the ley touching lines. Touching the ley lines. You know, the thing that Raj that was really worried about. about. Um, and there's no demonic corruption in it. So we're all good. Now, why are they so sad and scared and worried because <laughs> their mom is coming for dinner and you know what it's a great like real moment these people just being like a family and being like when mom comes to dinner like she's got news for us it's probably the final side the divorce and when she's in a mood she makes it about us <laughs> she's gonna pinpoint <laughs> everything we're doing wrong and you know they are talking beforehand being like okay so what sort of things can she target and how can we cut these off beforehand <laughs> <laughs> but Magnus being like, well, if you like, because you don't want to have this dinner in the Institute because it will remind her of Institute things, we could have it at my house. I'll leave. You guys can just use my house. <laughs> no, I think he says he'll be there at the beginning as no, well. No, he, he says he's not going to be oh, there. And then Izzy's like, you should come to dinner too, please. Is- <laughs> and Izzy is 100% throwing her brother under the bus. Well, I think she's also just being like... She's realistically like, yeah, Magnus will definitely distract her. Yeah. I think she was throwing Magnus under the bus. Well, I mean, but Magnus is dating Alec. Izzy's like, this is my way to not have to talk about Izzy. <laughs> oh, Izzy goes through a lot to just get out of this dinner. <laughs> right. So um, we do have, it's been a while. It has been a while since we've seen this character have so much spotlights. But it is Raphael's time. Raphael's in this episode. Yes. Um, he was not really doing much during the latter half of season two. Nope. After he was addicted to Izzy's blood. He just sort of was on a council for a while and every so often gave lingering looks at Izzy. And also did try to find out why Simon was a daylighter. For a bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then when Simon wouldn't tell him, he was just like, ah. Fine. So he's uh, he's visiting Rosa, if you remember, as his younger sister, who is much, much very, physically very old. older than and him. And Raphael will spend this entire episode on the verge of tears. <laughs> <laughs> Until he does cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just, They just have, like, a chat. It's... It, it is the clearest indication that something is going to happen to this woman because they talk and they just talk about the past and how much they love each other. Well, she's talking about how much she loves her brother. Yes, he's, talking about how much her his her brother loves her. Yeah, they're doing innuendo to talk about these things. So, um, can I ask you a very, very, very important question? Sure. Why does Rosa have an accent and Raphael doesn't? <sighs> They're the same age, and they've had similar experiences, <laughs> and he's older than her. When you're old, your accent comes back. Oh, <laughs> naturally. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's just an old person accent. I mean, I guess, okay, I'm going to... It just really, really struck me. It is weird. I, I guess the actual argument probably. Raphael integrated into vampire life. Yeah. And Rosa yeah. probably did stay in like a fairly, like the people she interacted with were probably also other Mexican immigrants. And, yeah. Versus him who had to go deal with Camille. And she probably spoke Spanish more often than he did. Yeah. Is my guess, actually. But yeah. it just, it is jarring on a TV show. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is interesting. Uh but uh, after this, Raphael heads home, and he meets the worst guard in existence. Every single time we see this man, he is beaten up. And he's like, oh, no, she did a thing. Oh, no. So, he, so the, the, the thing and she, uh, she is Heidi. Remember Heidi? Remember Heidi who was turned the into foot a... foot lady? Yeah. She was the foot lady, Yeah, right? she she was bitten on the feet, and that's how Simon knew that he could he, not have turned I her into he a did vampire. Not, he did not kill her. He doesn't like feet. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the one. That's, I guess, also the one he was doing the experiments on. Yes, because she will say that Raphael has been burning her and hurting her. Yeah, which I think is to find the day, how to be a daylighter. So is her sire actually Simon? I, there's no freaking way because we know who killed. We know, The entire purpose of that episode was to learn that Simon did not kill her. Unless if, for some reason, Simon fed her his blood, <laughs> which would be weird. So... He, so the other guy killed her, but he fed her his blood. Well, I just don't understand why Raphael... I mean, she's insane. Yeah. But I don't understand why Raphael is specifically experimenting on her. I think she's just the one he had access to. Well, because here's the thing. If he just bit another human and turned them into a vampire, that would be breaking the accords. This human this human was already bit right. and dead, and they killed the vampire that bit her. So it was like a gray area where he's like, well, if I put you into the ground, you're going to turn, into, gonna a turn into a vampire. And hey, that's not my I fault. I didn't do it. You already were. It just feels like it's a gray area for that's him to fair. get away with it. Um, anyway, she is insane, maybe because of the torture he's been doing to her, but maybe she was always insane. Impossible to say. Well, uh, apparently she's been going to uh, Bleeder Den since she was 16. So uh, so she wasn't well-adjusted beforehand. Uh, and she's just been uh, hanging out in the basement <laughs> playing in blood. Apparently the thing that she did was, I guess, get into the blood fridge. <laughs> and she's just playing she's with just it. She's just playing with blood and drinking blood and she... As she explains to Raphael, she really wants to meet her her sire, which I don't know. I why think she thinks is 
Simon. But he needs to just tell her he dead. <laughs> Although maybe that would make her more well, insane. I mean, the way that vampires work in this is they drink your blood. Yeah. And then you have to drink some of their blood. Yep. And then when you die, you're you have to buried in the, in the ground. And then you come up and then you're a... Vampire. Vampire. Because what happened to Simon was that Camille drank his blood and then he drank some of Camille's blood. Yes. Because Raphael had it. So the question... Didn't what? Raphael have it? No, he drank Camille's because she made him drink her oh, blood. Oh, yes. Because the idea was then she well, like could mess with Clary a bit yeah. more. Uh, in in this case, the only if he if Simon is her sire, it means despite the fact that the other guy killed her, she drank his blood. Why? <laughs> How? What? Yeah, Simon's not very cautious with his blood. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so she she fronts on her Raphael for a while. She feels really confident. Yeah, she's like, you're going to let me go or I'll, <laughs> I'll make you let me go? Well, I mean... I, I, what does she think she's going to do? I think she's going to beat him up because, like, she's someone who's been a human and now she's a vampire and she hasn't really had any vampire training. Like, even, like, Simon did have vampire training of sorts. Yeah, he had and some she also vampire had, training. He also had Luke. Yep. Help this. So all she knows is I'm super strong now. Maybe I'm stronger than you. Like it's a quarter of like sort of like that's true. Overconfidence. Like, she's never been tested. She's like, yeah, of course I can probably beat you up. And instead, he just grabs her and drugs her. And he does when he, he does. says, "I'm sorry." I do genuinely believe him. Yeah, yeah, he does feel bad about it, uh, but he is still doing it. He is so, still doing uh, it. <laughs> so what happens is that three people who each have under three months of Shadowhunter knowledge are just currently looking through the library trying to figure out what a rune is, and that is Clary, Simon, and Maya. It is just... <laughs> is the blind leading the blind? Yeah, it's... <laughs> Why are they in the library? Why aren't they using their tech? I Couldn't they don't... just take a picture of the drawing and, like, upload it to their interface? See, this would have been a good thing to bring up during the whole, like, maybe we'll expose the Institute. is like, hey, we have a bunch of book Books. knowledge that we haven't, I Taken guess... Taken anywhere. The shadow extras can't do it. No one's scanning it. Okay, this is just falling more and more into my idea that the shadow extras are just a hallucination from Clary. <laughs> there are no other people there. They don't exist. They do not exist. But no, other people have interacted with Raj, haven't they? Yeah, there yeah, there was Raj. There was <laughs> there was Raj that one time, but now he's gone. I mean, we haven't seen Lindsay for ages. <laughs> uh yeah, she went back to Idris, I think. So it's it's not a Shadow Hunter rune. That's what they got. They also mentioned offhandedly that Ma- <laughs> they did stop by Magnus first, I guess. And he was just Apparently. Like, I don't know what that is. And then just went off. But <laughs> as Clary points out, didn't she say that it only works on a daylighter? Maybe it's a vampire thing. Maybe you have to go talk to a vampire. He's like, oh, like, boo. I don't really want to see Raphael. So now I'm going to tell you a story about a time I accidentally elbowed a guy in the face when I was a kid. Get it? It's thematic. He doesn't want to hurt people, but he has knocked out people accidentally. <sighs> I, uh, I know his, I did actually his, like his storyline is cool. It's it got some assembly part of it because the idea I like the idea that he is someone who is so pacifistic that like he now he's a vampire who is forced to drink blood mm-hmm. and he has been given a rune that means it doesn't matter how pacifistic he is if someone attacks him they will get gravely injured and there's 
coolness to that. But it never felt like they set up too much of his own. I mean, they do bring up some times where he's like, he is. He, but they always bring him up as weak, not a pacifist, a weak. Exactly. Person. And maybe if they wasted like less of his past storylines on him being a pick me boy, <laughs> we could have gotten more of this thing where we, like, he's just a sweet boy who doesn't want to hurt, even if people are trying to hurt him, he doesn't want to and hurt that's why anyone. He, that's why he talks so much and that's why he rambles because he thinks he can talk his way out of any situation yeah. and he would prefer to do that. But there's moments where like, they they seem like they were trying to set up in early seasons that his problem is he's weak and he needs to get stronger. Like Jace. And now he's stronger. But, like, that's not his thing. He there There's this sense of he should be celebrated for being trying to be a nice guy. Yeah. In a very violent world. But we can't dwell on this because Jace, who still has not slept, you can tell because his hair is all flippy floppy. Oh, yes. More flippy floppy than usual. He wanders on in. He's like, hey, Claire, I need to talk to you. So it turns out the, the owl got pepper sprayed. Claire's like, that's not how demons work. And he's like, You're right. I, I know, I know. It's because he's Jonathan. He's Claire, Jonathan. He's Jonathan. And then Clary says something that makes no sense. She's like, but we know he's dead. We couldn't even find him through the connection rune. What is that? What is the connection rune? I do they mean the tracking rune, which has been called the tracking rune? Do, does Clary or Jace have a rune that connects them to their brother Jonathan? Or what? Or I was she referring to the rune they made up? Remember the rune she made up to like track him using the blood? Oh, the super tracker rune. So I guess that is the connection rune. Well, and then this idiot. She Clary. should have said, "I couldn't even get to do my angelic rune because there are too many runes. We need to be cleared that it's your weird angelic rune." Well, and then this idiot, Clary's like, "He's floated off to sea. We couldn't even find his body." And I'm like, "Yeah, why didn't you guys go and get it when it was in the creek?" <laughs> yeah, what what were you? What did you have to speed off to do? The demons weren't there yet. I guess find Valentine. But like, take his body. Take his body. I also like how they're like. <laughs> Go bury it in the graveyard of traitors. Jonathan being like, oh, no, he he has to be dead. And, and, or like Jason being like, he could be possibly be alive. I'm like, you said, it was made clear to us. You stabbed him through the spine and the heart at the same time. That was a very specific thing mentioned. My father taught me a place you could stab someone where you'll sever their spine and go through their heart at the same time. But Jace does point out, he too was stabbed through the heart and the spine at the same time. And he's alive because of the wish. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know, sure Valentine used that move. <laughs> no, prob- I mean, probably not. Yeah, but this is clear. Jace thinks somehow, once again, it's, this is because he's been up for four days straight. Yeah. Like everything he's saying here is drunk sleep man stuff. So he says, whoa, do you think maybe he's back because of the wish? I'm like, you mean the angel wish? The wish that Clary made, which was specifically what? was, give me back, Jace? What? what? Now, that's weird. Yeah. These angels do suck, but I don't think they're a weird, capricious genie who's like, you wished for... You wish for one of Valentine's sons, um, now you get both of them. <laughs> but she never even wished for Valentine's son back. She said him, or like Jace, or something. I don't know. Jonathan wasn't even there. <laughs> so 
It would be weird. It's weird Jason's thinking this, but once again, he's been up for four days. But Clary, like, kind of thinks maybe. <laughs> she thinks maybe, and then later on she just wings it and gives it a try. Uh, but Jay's like, I gotta go finish the job. Now, you and me have to go do it. Because despite this demon going around killing people, Alec and Izzy have dinner with their mom. And that seems more important. I'm like, what? Well, Jace is all <laughs> supposed to have dinner with his mom. That's but true. But he can't. Um, I, I, this is where I'm like, oh no, he's full on just lying. He's like, no, we can't bring Alec and Izzy because, uh... Dinner with it's, it's so Doesn't important. He also say at this point, like uh, he'll, he'll, he'll the more the... people we tell, or no, Sebastian had moles in the <laughs> yeah, institute before. Yeah, we'll get to that. His... Um, he does say that like, we can't tell anyone because of spies in the institute because Jonathan had spies. I want to clarify: Jonathan didn't have spies. Jonathan was the spy. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess there was Duncan, but... Yeah, but he wasn't a spy. I guess they still don't know what happened to Duncan. <laughs> he was just one of the two people that he kept just threatening families. He... Jonathan had one move, which is, I will threaten your family. And that's the only move he had. Because the only thing Jonathan cares about is family. <laughs> I'll kill your family. So, what Clary and Jace are going to do is they're going to go to this girl's fundraiser tonight. Yes, Morgan. Morgan, because they're fairly sure that the way that the owl works is he, like, locks his attention on a person and is going to hunt them down. Yeah. It's the only lead they have. It's fair enough. that He might he might go finish the job. Yeah. Um, as well. Uh, so they're going to go off and do that. I do think that Jace just said he doesn't want Alec and Izzy to go because I do think he understands he does feel like he's going crazy. Yeah. And if this is wrong and it's not Jonathan, he doesn't want to embarrass himself in front of Alec and Izzy as well. Exactly, but he loves and trusts Clary. <laughs> so he must be furious when later Izzy <laughs> finds her way on the mission as well, because Clary doesn't know how not to tell people things. Well, you know who else doesn't know how to not talk about things? <laughs> Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Why is... Uh, Ollie's plot line... Like, I thought she wanted to talk to um, Luke about something specific. Yeah. Like, hey... You've been a werewolf. I have questions. But instead, she's just sort of excited to be a paranormal detective now. Yeah, so she just wants to talk about shadow world things yeah. all publicly in the middle of their workplace. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you got to keep this on the DL. And she's like, I won't tell anyone unless they, exact, unless they absolutely need to know. And looks like, like Sam. Who needs to know? Yeah, I mean, we already knew that she told her yeah. girlfriend, wife partner uh about it but like what is her purpose now her character is her character is just a she's another clary she's a knockoff clary (laughs) who's not as exciting (laughs) why did we need this her i mean i mean maybe there will be a payoff but i can't imagine what it could be she's gonna be dead right so we yeah it's gonna be oh she's gonna get owled i guess she's probably gonna get or sam's gonna get owled like but, like, she was set up last season as something that it feels, like, more exciting. And it's a long it, – it's not even just between, like, two halves of the same season, which yeah. we split. Um, it's two different, full different seasons, which makes me wonder, did they cut her storyline? Or do they just feel like they need to include Luke's cop stuff somehow and this is the <laughs> only way they can think to do it? The problem is that Luke's cop stuff really just only 
was kind of interesting in the first season, but that only came up because clearly the showrunner of the first season wanted to do a crime procedural, and mm-hmm. he wanted crime-solving stuff. That's why they walk around to crime scenes, and they do a lot of forensic investigation. Which they haven't done for a while, but... Because that's not what the the story is. <laughs> So, uh, Clary has gone dressed up with a fundraiser, which makes no sense. Why aren't these people going in invisible? Why, why even mess around with that? Well, and she makes this weird comment about how it's hard to find a cute dress that you can hide weapons yeah, under. Yeah, because you shouldn't be doing that. Go in invisible. You don't need... A, yeah, Jonathan could still see you. Who cares? Which, he can see you if you're Which in is way. good, because when they go to the party, they say, like, Jonathan might be wearing a different face. So, so if, wouldn't it be good to be glamoured and see who the only person who can see you is? I would say they forgot that they can turn invisible, but Ollie later will say, do you think they're, like, I'm excited to see a shadow hunter. Do you think they're going to be glamoured? So they clearly didn't forget. They just wanted to dress, notably, only Clary and Izzy. Dress up. up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Izzy was going to dress up to go to dinner with her mom, but then Clary's like, Jace has been weird. And Izzy's like, Jace Jace thinks the owl is Jonathan. And I'm like, didn't the one thing Jace say is maybe don't tell everyone about it? And Izzy does not really believe the owl is Jonathan, but she can't take that chance. <laughs> I like she's like, well, we should tell Alec. And it's like, well, no, if we tell too many people, like, Jace is worried if we tell too many people and the word gets out that somehow Jonathan will hear. Like, yeah, okay, so you can't tell Alec, but you could tell Izzy. Well, I mean, Alec will tell the Inquisitor. <laughs> Alec has proven again and again that he will keep secrets. That's true. Like, the, the fact that they have to treat, like, well, Alec's the head of the Institute. Like, that's he the logic He has to tell there. people. But it's like, no, at the, actually, is the head of the Institute, he doesn't have to tell people. No, he doesn't report to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he and he has proven th- this weird untrustfulness of Alec to keep secrets for them. Come on. What do you think this is? Season one, Alec? Now, I did accidentally skip a scene in my excitement to make a can't oh, not talk. I Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess that's important. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, Raph. So Raphael is sleeping on a bed on a floating platform in his apartment. Sure. Covered with glowing lights. I was. It's very odd. I. I was not paying attention to that. I just know he got a call. A very sad call. Yes. So it's it's it, it takes a long time for it to get out. They really just want us to get through context clues. Um, but Rosa has died because obviously he had a very heartfelt conversation with her earlier. But you know what? Thank God she died because some insane vampire was going to find her and kill her. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now now that blaring piece is off the board. Uh, Izzy has somehow heard about this. I think he called her. No, she says she heard about it. I mean, she does visit Rosa, doesn't she? <laughs> so, wait, wait. Did the did the retirement home call Raphael and then call Izzy? Because they think she's related to Rosa somehow? I don't know. But I don't know. Izzy, just, she has, she's here so she can have a plot line. Or at least a, at least a character moment so she can stumble sideways into something yeah and that something is maybe izzy and raf still have feelings for each other there's a moment of weakness there and and she loves rosa she asks um rafael when the funeral is and he says the only thing he can the daytime daytime. and izzy's like okay well i'll go i'll go um i i just, just the izzy 
I understand this is a T-drama, but you also have magic elements. Izzy needs a storyline that's not, like, boys. Yeah, boys and drugs. <laughs> Just boys and drugs. And Especially if you're not going to have her thing be the party girl. Because she's not the party girl. She, she, was, is... she, she was in season one a bit. A bit. But, but that but was kind was... of... Also an excellent forensic pathologist. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the party girl thing was kind of supposed to be a bit of a... I mean, she did technically have that thing in season one where she's like, when Alec was going to get married, she's like, I have to take responsibility. Yes, that's right. But but the thing is, like, that didn't feel, that's not an arc for her. That's just her deciding in one episode, now I will be responsible. Now I'll dress like my mom. Ha <laughs> 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 New Izzy. Well, and the thing with Izzy is, like, she is smart and independent and apparently the best at science and weapons. I feel like he should be helping Simon with his rune thing, as we yeah. said earlier. I don't know. It just feels like she should be involved in some, some external plot, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and she should support others' plots instead of just being in her own or weird somehow TV she's show. In, somehow by being with the Ra- the Raphael thing, she's somehow involved in the Heidi plot. I don't know. But anyway, Raphael looks at her veins for too long, and <laughs> thought, he's like, "You gotta go." <laughs> I thought he was looking at one of the runes. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, what rune is that?" Anyway, so uh, Izzy is going to go off on this mission uh, because she, of course, found her way out of the situation. I you. M- Maris would cancel the dinner if yeah, you if were like, Jace we are hunting. Yeah, can't come. Well, we are hunting. They keep, it's so weird. They treat shadow hunting like it's a day job mm-hmm. that they do and not their entire upbringing they were raised from. That's Remember, on well, I'm going to talk to whoever's on shift. Uh, the fact that these people will just betray or like give up their thing so they don't kill their family. Like, these aren't. These aren't people working a day job. Yeah, that's not what this so is, So Maris would be like, oh, of course we can't have a dinner. You're hunting a very dangerous demon that how is killing, can... has killed seven mortals. How can I help? You said they're like, well, no, that we're, we're off the clock. So we guys, we got to have this dinner. To be fair, Alec and Magnus are a adorable through all of the dinner scenes. Yeah, so Alec is cooking. He's, he's very nervous. And he's very bad at it. And so. he can only cook one thing, <laughs> which is a stew. That sucks. Yes. Fortunately, Magnus magics, magics it up a bit just before uh, Maris arrives. And she's in a weirdly good mood. Like, she hugs all the boys. She's, she she kind of gives a good, like, tete-a-tete, uh, tete-a-tete. Yeah, when she's like, oh, hello, boys. So nice to see you. And Magnus is like, I am not a boy. And Maris is like, (laughs) I respect my elders. (laughs) Yeah, so things are going great. Uh, Things are not going great for Raphael, who I guess has decided to go to an alleyway and stare into a puddle. (laughs) Stand by a car, stare into a puddle. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you need locations. I'm going to say this has been one of the weirdest choices for a location. They just chose an alleyway. Because the scene is set up like he's awaiting a meeting with Simon, but the dialogue will reveal (laughs) he does not know that Simon is coming and he's not happy about it. No. Simon's just like, hey, buddy, found you in this random alleyway. You know anything about a rune? And Raph's like, I cannot believe you still talk to me. Raphael is, again... On the verge of every tear. Well, now he is crying. <laughs> he is full on crying in this scene. And he 
does not he offered to help Simon twice if Simon would tell him if, why he was a daylighter. Simon lies and says, I don't know how I'm a daylighter. And Raphael doesn't believe him, he so he telling- tries to punch him. And that is a mistake. Now, fortunately, th- this is funny. This is only based off of your thing where you said uh, it manifests the back sevenfold. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna punch him that hard. No, because all that happened, he, he does fly into a wall, and he dislocates his arm, which he'll crack back in later. And then he's fine. He doesn't get. Yeah, he doesn't try to swing at him with a bat and get paralyzed. So I mean, that's good. He he was just going to give him a little a little you know warning punch. He was too busy crying to be able to punch hard. <laughs> I do like the idea that this this magic ruins like ah it was a weak punch it was a crying <laughs> punch intention whatever, whatever. Uh, we cut back to the dinner where Maris and Magnus are getting along fine we kind of hear that this about the stew being always terrible and Maris just sort of lied about it. So the stew is special because Maris was once very very sad because her mom had died, and so little baby Alec and little ba- baby Izzy. Made a stew. Made a stew from and, a recipe that belonged to Grandma. Yeah. And it was terrible. Uh, but, hey, he made it better this time. And <laughs> <laughs> Alex like, Magnus, magic, my cooking. Oh, no. But uh, the reason that they're there and the reason that uh, Maris is kind of, like, overplaying this is because... Because of Malachi, remember the... The, the console. The console, who turns out was in the circle. The, the clay was like... Hey, maybe we couldn't. Maybe we shouldn't have just ignored the um, fascist authoritarians that had. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have put them all in positions of power. <laughs> maybe we should have given some of them some, more than just uh, Hodge. Hodge, some form of punishment. If they were like, but but Malachi and some of the other ones, they were just like. They were. They really meant that they were sorry. Yeah, they really apologized. So on review. Of uh, Maris's actions, uh-huh. she has been branded a traitor, and she'll have her runes removed and kicked out of uh, uh, the shadow, shadow hunters. Shadow hunters. I guess that also means she's no longer half angel. Go just put the runes back on. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming there's something there. I think it has something to do that like ceremony that Max went through that makes you being able to tolerate. They runes. did the op. They'll do yeah. the opposite of it. Um, and Alec thinks this is unfair. And Alec, I agree. Uh, I, I agree in a different direction. Because he's like, what were the Pangborns, the Blackwells? Just to be clear, those are the goons in the first season. Yep. And they're dead. So. I mean, there are other ones. Yeah, but were they part of it or was it just those two? I don't know. And, and here's the thing. Alec is right because he's like, um, the, the dad is just getting. Is just getting transferred to the LA to Institute. The LA Institute and the Pangborns and the Blackwells, I guess, are just hanging around. Um, he's right. They should all face more forms of justice well, on their actions. I kind of feel like the Shadow Hunters are just being sexist. Now, Maris does say her crimes were more severe. Okay, what she says. This is ridiculous. Okay. She says, well, I was really into it. And so I helped bring people in and I helped plan the uprising. And I think she's delusional and wrong because what we are led to believe is Hodge was Valentine's best friend. He did all of those things. Luke was Valentine's best friend. He did all of these things. Yeah, there was an inner. Jocelyn 
But Maris was not a part of the inner circle. She was not there in any of the flashbacks. Valentine has no interest in her. He never asks about her. Valentine tricked her and made her think she was more involved than she was. I think she's delusional. Whether or not she thinks she was more involved than she was, this was a group that was devoted to the killing of downworlders, which means she probably did some of that along the way as well. But she... I don't think she did because I think she would have said during no. this whole thing, she would have said, and I killed innocent downworlders. No, I, I think that was a thing that the that the show did to try to allow so we can still take some, um, like, so because she is, it is supposed to be sympathetic here, obviously. Yeah. We are supposed to feel bad that she's getting this happen. But I am, I'm thinking about the way that she has acted throughout the entire season and the way that the circle has been presented throughout the entire season. In this scene, it is very much treated as like, Maybe she sees her crimes as more severe than they actually are. But when we think about the way that she acted earlier toward Magnus and that, mm-hmm. and the way she says it here is like, oh, I, f- like, I figured out, um, you know, it's bad, but I only... She actually says here that she only left because, like, things got bad, that it looked like Valentine wasn't going to win. Which I... she repeatedly has shown... The, ca- the character gro- growth where the only thing she will do is she will, like, later she says, Magnus, I'm sorry about my prejudice in the past. She only gets better when it's abundantly clear that her being terrible isn't working out for her personally. I just... Not when she hurts others. I just think in this scene where she's just had a good dinner with Magnus and she's, like, started to realize the downworlders are people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and... She is, like, genuinely admitting to her crimes. Yeah. I think if the show wanted her to actually be worse than the others, they had to include something in here about her hurting downworlders. And the fact that she doesn't say that makes me think they don't think she did. But once, once again, my argument here is not necessarily what this scene is showing. It's an extrapolation out about the entire series as a whole. And less of a comment on her as a character and more of a comment on... I think just the writing. Yeah, I yeah. agree. the The writing is bad. Yeah, because like, and- like t- taking a scene where, like, the the problem with her is that it. We always thought it was absolutely ridiculous that her and uh, her husband were given such high levels when the circle was a group that killed downworlders. Yeah, but every circle member was given high levels of power. No, yeah, I agree. That was terrible all across the board. I don't think this scene is written in such a way that it makes sense that she is being deemed a traitor and is being stripped of her runes. Well, no, yeah, this, this scene is supposed to be seen as... It's an unfair thing that's happening to her. I'm just taking the things from that we know earlier from season one and season two and saying that I don't think it's unfair that's happening to her. I think it's unfair that the other people are being allowed no. to get away with it. I understand your argument and I agree with you. Yes. I just, what I am saying to you, and I want to make this very clear, mm-hmm. is I don't think the writers of this show think that Maris hurt or killed any downworlders. No, I, I don't think in this, I don't think in this scene they did. Yes. Well, I, I, I don't think their argument for her as a character is that yeah. she has ever done this. Yeah. Um, And I know we see things differently, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've actively written a character who has killed downworlders. No, I don't, I don't think they actively did either because that is something that obviously they would not, like if they put it out there, it's hard to come back from as like, oh, they're actually a, 
yeah. good person. I'm more, as I said earlier, I'm more of just looking at the unintended consequences. But of that's why choices earlier and later. That's why it is insane that they that her crimes are worse because we have seen characters that we know who have killed downworlders, and it's insane that she's the only one who's having it's, her march. It, se- mar- it seems like what stripped. they what they decided like to scale this which feels like in line with the way that the clave does things is they literally just looked at a timeline they're like well she was in there first valentine was first so he is the worst of it and then below him are like jocelyn and luke luke's a werewolf no one cares jocelyn's dead cool then they just kept going down the line and they're like well Ooh, it's a seniority thing, like a union. Yes. Technically, Mary, you were first in, so you're first out. If another high-ranking circle member betrays us, then your husband will be kicked out. But we just got to go down the line. Yeah, like that's <laughs> this exactly it how it's written that she's like, well. I was there first. Be, there is no way that she helped plan. Like, she might think she helped plan the uprising, but let's be real. Well, she did not. Well, I imagine orchestrated the uprising was... 30 people in a room being like, so we run in this door and stab a bunch of people, right? And they're like, yeah, we yeah. run in that door, stab people, a bunch of people, right? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I just, I need to point out, like, for arguments purposes, the insanity of what they are asking us to buy into. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 insane any of these circle people are still around. When... Well, and, like, not that we want to be like, ooh, in the books. Yeah. But, like, in the books, both Maris and Robert actually didn't kill any downwolders. That's when they got freaked out and we're like, we're out of here. Yeah. But like this one, this one, they're like, oh no, she was around at least as far as the uprising, which was the end of it, which means she was there through the rest of any, it's just the way I put it. Anyone who got to the uprising, like you got, you, you went through a few different things. Well, and I feel like before this, like the show doesn't give enough nuance to Valentine's uprising because that could be its own TV show. Yeah. And, like, how he manipulated people and, like, kept people out of certain actions so they would stay loyal to the cause and how he, like, was a charismatic, manipulative leader, which this Valentine is just a man who monologues. Yeah. I also think it's unfair that she ends this by being like, my generation really messed things up. Your generation needs to do better. And I'm like, okay, boomer. All right. <laughs> Maybe you could take some response. I mean, technically she is taking she more is. responsibility than anyone else. Uh, but Alec, but, but Alec her, her, is doing better. He's yeah, the best leader of but, any institute. But her just being like, oh, there's nothing we can do. I know Imogen is my contemporary and she's <laughs> also sucks. Fascist grandma's gonna fascist. Fascist grandma. Now, uh, Jace, Izzy, and Clary are at the club fundraiser. Uh, Luke and Ollie are outside. I guess watching from outside. So I guess you They're can't. They're up? No, once again, Clary called them, right? Yes. Yeah. Jace told Clary, hey, we need to keep this a secret. We need to make sure we don't tell anyone. And Clary's like, well, of course, except for the, once again, very easy thought process. Except for the people I really trust. Like, yeah. Like Izzy and Luke. And Luke's partner. What's her name? Oliver? Something like that. I don't know. I'll tell her, though. She's like, what are you doing? We don't know. What? But it's okay, because Ollie and Luke will not be involved with anything that happens in the nightclub. No, just they're going to sit outside so Luke can tell her warnings of the shadow world, including the story of Simon. Someone she's met. <laughs> she just didn't know it's that Simon. Ah, oh, poor Simon. <laughs> uh... So Jace thinks, a lot of stuff goes on here. I think we'll just sort of go through it quickly. Yeah. Jace thinks he sees Sebastian a few times. Izzy gets approached by that that doctor. <laughs> Remember that doctor? That Kevin, this is a 
fundraiser. Yes. So doctors are at it. Yeah. Uh, and she does give him her number. And and then, like, they just lose Morgan? Yeah. So Jace <laughs> gets too busy trying to stalk Sebastian Jonathan. Yeah. And he does stalk him. Or does he? No, it's a hallucination. Well, first it's one person. And then he, he fights him in a room of mirrors. Do you get it? Do you, do you get, get it? it? Aaron, do you get it? Do you get the metaphor? Because they are reflections of each other. And while Jace is fighting Jonathan, I guess Izzy was flirting with Charlie. <laughs> it took her too long to put the number of the phone. And she's like, I'll tell you it's the burner phone, so it changes. I'll give you four different phone numbers. I'll probably have one of them at some time. And I don't know what Clary was doing. Are, are they ever going to broach the fact that there's no way Izzy can date this man? Yeah, she cannot she, date a mundane she, doctor. She cannot. Once again, shadowhunting's not a job. She is functionally, a, like, they, they, it's not possible. And she is going to get him killed if we are to believe Luke's monologue from earlier. <laughs> so, I assume they're going to broach that at some point. Maybe Charlie is also going to get owled. Oh, fun. Uh... Well, we do, during this time, we do cut over to Simon, who's trying to get back in the Sealy realm, but she is just like... She's not here for it. Yeah, she, apparently this was not part of her plan. She just wants him to go out there and mess some things up for a while. And then we have a scene where he's all wet because he tried to jump into the Sealy realm, and Maya's like, look, dude, let's just go home and dry off and just, like, don't piss anyone off. <laughs> yeah, just don't And we'll figure it out tomorrow. Just try not to get punched for the next 12 hours. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do want to bring this up. When Jace is fighting, once again, it's a metaphor. Jace is fighting uh, the Sebastian, oh, yes. Jonathan. Um, there's a lot of, I, it made me think that Jace puts a lot of focus on the first 10 years of his life, which don't get me wrong, or are formative, but I don't think he was being trained in the sword at three. I do imagine he was being read prepared to be trained mm-hmm. at at three but like i mean valentine do suck i know i'm just no i'm i'm not even thinking of like well whether or not valentine will try to would try to get him to train the sword with yeah. three. i'm just thinking if he could functionally actually do it maybe a tiny sword <laughs> i mean no we know a three-year-old she her coordination is yeah poor. like <laughs> she like, does she could, does like to sword fight with me though well yeah i don't want to be clear like obviously he had a very bad first 10 years of his life mm-hmm. he's like 2021 20, i think and, and well no I, so i'm bringing this up specifically yeah. because he's talking about how him and sebastian are like mirrors and how it's the same he puts a lot of focus on that 10 years and not the fact that jonathan lived in edom for an indeterminate amount of time. I think he lived in Edom for like a decade. Mm-hmm. You think it was for like a couple years? Yeah. So again, I think this is a place where the show kind of screwed up because they decided to mess with the source material mm-hmm. and didn't think it through. Because like, because what I thought is that when he, when, when Valentine faked his death yeah. after thing, and he had to fake the, the. He did whatever he did at his house. That was very confusing. Where yes. Like, he faked his own death when he was un- in disguise. And there was Michael the baby. Wayburn. Yeah. And there was the baby in the house, which was. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, it's way more confusing on the show. Yes. But essentially. Are you saying the show or are you going to say the book right now? No, I'm going to say both. I'm okay. going to like I'm, cut it down to its like 
you know, barest bones. Okay, I'm more curious about the show, but yeah, go ahead. So from what we are led to believe. Yes. At approximately the same time as the uprising. Yeah. Michael Wayland was a follower with a young son. Yes. And Michael Wayland and his son were maybe killed during the uprising or maybe Valentine killed them. Yes. Impossible to tell. Yes. Also simultaneously, Stephen Herondale and Celine. Yes. Who were also followers of Valentine. Yes. Also became very dead. Right. And Valentine cut the right. baby out of Celine's uterus. Right. So Valentine took the Herondale baby and pretended both him and the baby were Michael Wayland and his son. Yes. Meanwhile. And then he faked his own death as Valentine and, and he burned white Michael Wayland and his son's body to be Valentine and Jonathan's, Jonathan's body. body. And he also killed Jocelyn's parents so in the that o- process. So the only babies who died, the only baby that died was Jonathan, was Wayland, was the Wayland boy. Yes. Whatever, his, whatever doesn't yeah. matter, doesn't matter. Baby Wayland. Baby Wayland. Is dead. Yes. It would have been Jonathan. Because everyone knew Jonathan Wayland. Jason's yeah, name is so. Jonathan. Yes. So his name was also Jonathan. Yes. So Jonathan Wayland, dead. <laughs> Too many Jonathans. Maybe by Valentine, maybe just thing circumstances. There's a thing that happened, I guess. It's definitely Valentine. Definitely Valentine. So then Valentine took Jonathan Morgenstern yes. to the cabin. Yes. And he put on Michael Wayland's face. Yes. And he lived in the Wayland house with Jonathan Wayland, who was actually Jonathan Herondale. Yes. Actually, Jace didn't have a name when he was born. So yeah. I guess they've just taken yeah. Jonathan because he would have been named Jonathan right. Wayland he, from right. birth. He didn't have a name. He didn't have. Because a, he was kind of a. He didn't have a Herondale name. Yeah. Okay. So there's only two things named Jonathan. Yes. Wayland and his own son. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then um, again, like in the books, he does not wear Michael Wayland's face. He just lives in the country with his boy and people assume that he's a recluse because he's very sad about. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But anyway, he raised one boy in the house. And, and one boy, one boy in, in, in a shack. Cabin. In a shack, yeah. Yeah. And one he treated sort of with love, <laughs> and one he treated mostly with punishment. Okay, so well, it might be different in the books. Um, in the show, it's very clear that he treated them both badly. Yes. But one he gave angel blood to, and one he gave demon blood to. Yeah. And I think that is the variable. And one lived in a house, and one lived in a shack. Yeah, so he did just treat well, – I feel like that might be more of just, like, got to keep them separate. It's not a bad shack. But he did give one of them a falcon. And I I assumed he gave young – the he gave Jonathan – A falcon he, as well? I, yeah, he did, he did a falcon thing with him. And I, bet, and I bet Jonathan killed him immediately. Yeah. He killed him before he asked him to. So part of the problem, I think – is they aged up all the characters. So yep. Jace, I think, is 22, because I think Inquisitor Herondale says at one point I don't know. He... her son was killed 22 years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so Jace is like 22. Yeah. Which means he's lived with the Lightwoods for 12 years. Yeah. And in the books, he's 17. So he's, he's lived with... for seven years. And I feel like when you're that young, like 17 versus 22, like seven years with the Lightwoods yeah. versus 12 – is a big deal. My, and once again, my problem is not necessarily his side of things because a lot of things happen in your formative years yeah. that really do form you. Um, but his whole thing where it's like, we are the same 
Like, we okay. were raised by the same person, goes more toward the Jonathan. Okay, well, the other thing it. I wanted to say is Jonathan in the books does not get sent to Edom and become a fireman. Yes, so, but... He's in, just a boy who lives in a shack. But in in the show, he is. And, and I thought that that happened when Valentine faked his death. Oh, no, but no, they were both... because because Jonathan got, like, too bloodlusty and was killing but people. I, no, I thought it was, yeah. But and that's I, why he was sent to eat him. But I thought it that happened, like, around the same time he faked his Michael Whalen death. No, no. He faked his Michael Whalen death because he needed to, like, reemerge his Valentine and start collecting followers. Yeah, and I thought that, I thought that part of around that time... Because I feel like when he, when he reemerges his Valentine and fall and picked up his followers he wasn't going back to that shack to continue raising jonathan i, I th- think so i thought that he that at that, that point he's like all right well jonathan's gone this jace thing isn't working out guess i fake my death as michael whalen and head out there and i don't think jo- i don't think 10 year old jonathan was doing th- the murders that made valentine so concerned i thought he was older than I, that. no i thought he was a he was he was exactly the whole thing with serial killer he was a young serial killer Killing animals and young boys. Because he kept, I mean, I guess at 14 you're still a boy. But him saying that you killed that boy at the bridge by seeing what happens if he pushed him off the bridge. Yeah. I don't know. So it's it's unclear. I thought he was down there for 10 years. You think he's down there for a couple years. Yeah, I, I just, I think they like, honestly, because the similarities between Jonathan and Jace are pretty important to mm-hmm. like the overall themes. I think they kind of effed up. But that's what I mean. By like, making like the Edom thing happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, this, these parallels don't work because Jonathan went to hell for a number of years. And that really seems to have defined his thing. And, like, this is... It, the parallels are important. You can't tell yeah. the stories without the parallels, so... No, I agree. They're, they're trying to force in the parallels, which aren't working anymore. That's the problem when you don't pay attention to your deviations. So, uh, having lost Morgan, she immediately is attacked by the owl. Uh, Morgan is now possessed, so she runs off as he runs after her. Clary does a little bit of fighting with the owl, and at some point, she's like, Hey, what you doing, Jonathan? And the owl's like, Huh? And then flies away. And then he just, he gets the owl does not actually fly. He just runs, but. Yeah. He, he jumps really high. I, I do have to ask you before we move on, and yeah. there's not a lot left in this episode. Yeah. Do you think it is insane that Izzy is the one who went after Morgan and Clary stayed to fight the owl? Um, Here's what I'll say. Physically, in the reality of the world, absolutely. Um. Thematically. The, no, knowing the themes and the character arcs, no. And when they looked at each other and one rolled their – and Izzy rolled their eyes, that was her realizing, <sighs> I'm going to have to let Clary I guess I have demon. to go after Morgan because it is more thematically appropriate. You think you you fight your maybe Jonathan. <laughs> Fine. Like, that is that exact moment. <laughs> I, I just had to call it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, we have the scene with, scene with Maris where she kind of apologizes for her prejudice – um. Yeah. Yeah, that's that scene. That's There's also a scene where Luke walks, or sorry, Simon walks into the boathouse. Yeah. He knows someone. It's there. He's know someone is there. Yeah, and it's Luke. And I guess off screen, Luke has decided that he's picking the wolves. Well, here's what I'll say, and this is why I think that Luke did make the right choice because. He knows his pack won't stop attacking Simon, and he knows attacking him injures them. Yeah. So he's like, it is safer for you to for go somewhere them, else. For them, for you not to be in a realm where they attack. Like he's he is protecting them, but like in the same way, he also is maybe realizes that Simon doesn't want to hurt 
people. Yeah. And if he's there as wolves will keep, keep... attacking him. Because, like, he is f- fully safe. But he might hurt some, you know, some yeah. of these gentle wolves. And Simon is very understanding about this. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember. Yeah. But I do feel like... Now, Simon does have places to go to. I oh, think he, does. He, he could stay at the Institute with Alec in charge of it, or he can go stay with Magnus. Yeah, I, th- I think he has a lot more choice. Honestly, it was time for him to leave the boathouse. Also, like, Maya has a house, probably, right? I don't like, know if they're Maya that... lives somewhere. I don't know if they're at that level yet. But he can, like, crash with her until he finds a friend. He's a vampire. He can crash anywhere. No, he's on the outs with the vamps. No, I don't mean with the vampires. I mean he is a vampire who can live in the daylight. He probably he sleeps in a canoe, or he now he sleeps in a bed. He did yeah. sleep in a canoe for a long time. He could just sleep on top of a building yeah, somewhere. But Kevin, he has so many instruments to move around. Didn't you see him look at his drums and his piano and his guitar? Once again, it, it is time for him to leave the boathouse. Time for him to move out. Uh, Morgan gets uh, locked up, and Izzy's very. She acts like she knows her very well. I guess the assumption is she has to be a good person. She was running a fundraiser. Because as Izzy says, well, no, because she's being attacked by the owl. Oh, the yeah. owl's entire thing is turning, making good people kill people they love. She's, oh, she's the last one who should be locked up. I don't know. I don't uh, know. And then weirdly enough, Jace, they just left him at the club. <laughs> they, the, yeah, and they left him at the club. Th- they can't hear from him. <laughs> like, where is Jace? Like, why didn't you find him before you left the club? But before we can find out where Jace is, which we are concerned about, yeah. there's another person who is missing. So Jonathan. No. Well, I mean, is. I mean, yes, Jonathan is missing. Yeah. But um, Raphael stumbles on home. Oh right, yeah. And he is popping his shoulder back in place, so <laughs> the curse is not so bad. And that stupid guard, <laughs> once again. Just the useless. He, c- he couldn't even keep Heidi in. Yeah, so Heidi's escaped. Yeah, she's off somewhere. I guess trying um, to find her sire. Why don't they restrain her? I think because Raphael's too nice. <laughs> okay, I think you're right. I'll give you the run of the basement. It, I mean, <laughs> he really shouldn't trust this guard. <laughs> yeah, he's he has other vamps. The guard was injured on the top floor. Heidi's in the basement. How did this happen? Did she knock him so hard he went upstairs? Oh, no. Did she leave the basement, go upstairs? They're in a tower. This is the Hotel de Mort. Yeah. Did he go upstairs? Did she go upstairs, beat him up up there, and go back down and leave? <laughs> She's in the basement. He's in the penthouse. What is happening? Makes no sense. Um. Anyway, speaking of Jason Jonathan. Yeah, so we know, as Izzy says here, the that owl it's not jonathan how do you know remember she's got an electrum whip and jonathan reacts to electrum electrum. and then clary a human being with far too much meta knowledge is like but then who is he i'm like i don't know he's a guy he could be he's a dude he doesn't have to be someone you know clary except for it's a TV show. So, so he does. It does have to be someone you know. So. Back with Demon Mom. Who are the only characters left? <laughs> Raj. Uh, 
Uh, so Demon Mom is like, yes. Hello, my owl, a name that is clearly who you are. Look at my disciples bleeding. Show me your... I don't know. Say, it show me your matter. face, but she basically says, show me your face. Yeah, no, he, he kneels and then his face does the whole, like, Marvel reveal your mask thing. And it's Jace. Ooh. And that should be a... And he's like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? hold on. How? What? How? Hold Wait, what? Like, that is a striking moment. But I think there's a point here where either the writers or the audience at the time was really obsessed with Jonathan. Like, I what, like, I don't know if he was a hot commodity at the time or if the writer just really liked him. Because shouldn't that be the end of the yeah, episode? but the show cannot settle on Jace's no. face. They have to explain to us where Jonathan is. Yeah, I, it, I, thought it was I don't care. I also, well, like, it's... I thought it was extremely apparent that Demon Mummy is doing these things to get her son but, back. But I thought it was so reasonable he might be the owl, and the owl was sort of like a hobbling form of his. Like, yeah. it wasn't fully Jonathan, but it was kind of Jonathan. But I don't Jonathan. need to know where he is. I know I know she's trying to bring well, him back, well, so no, don't well, no, show that, me. Yeah, that's the thing. It is such a unex, unexciting reveal that what happens is like she's like, like, anyway, so it turns out you're Jace, but then obviously you the audience must be asking. They're clamoring. They're crawling up the walls. But where's Jonathan? Where's our dear sweet Jonathan? He must be somewhere. Yeah, he's under the tomb getting fed the blood. Yeah, obviously. That, that should be a go-to-credits reveal, not an end-of-episode reveal. Jace being the owl is so much more interesting and wild and, how? and, and exciting and, and is fully undercut fully undercut by this like yeah and jonathan's gonna be back like, i don't care jonathan has been around for half a season 10 episodes and we've never well, i guess we've seen his burn face but we've never seen his face yeah so like i don't care ca- what All right, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Does episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic just had to back on up sideways into a plot? Yep. I did. Back on up sideways. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a side shuffle going. It's just a side shuffle. There's no back motion to sideways. It's sideways. Sangled. Okay. Um, I got to pick the moment where the show decided to make Simon mansplain Picasso to Maya. And I don't know why they did that. I mean, uh, here, here's what I'll give to with knowing si- knowing Simon as a character is I'm not, I don't know if it's necessarily mansplaining. And I think it's more of to show that he is on the spectrum because that is just that is actually more of just like, I know a fact. Do you want to know a fun fact? But so what happens? But, it's, but it is random. It's My, weird. So Clary's looking at the room. She's like, I don't know this rune. And Maya's like, well, I know I'm no Picasso, but like I tried to draw it well. Like, Picasso actually does abstract. Why like, not what? just make Clary say it? I know. <laughs> I think they're trying to show that like Simon is nervous and like yeah. rambling. Yeah. But like watching this show through a different lens now and noticing all of Simon's pick me actions. Oh, he's and like, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. This is another thing where I'm like, shut up, Simon. Don't <laughs> nice guy Picasso at your girlfriend. Especially not Picasso. Ugh. 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 Kevin, did you find CW moments? I did. I got a little heated at the end there, so I kind of already spoiled it, but it's the 
fact that 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 Raphael came in on the penthouse <laughs> and the guard was in the penthouse, despite the fact that Heidi escaped from the basement. It's like, and he was there so because he could because that was a parallel from earlier when he's yeah. coming into the penthouse and he's like the guards. Oh, injured, she, what like, did she do? How does yeah. that? <laughs> How did she? Or did he get attacked in the basement? And then he and crawled then, like, up because he's no, he's he's lying on the floor behind a couch. Behind a couch. I know. I, and it is a penthouse. We know it's a penthouse because the entire thing is they have a penthouse floor that's fully encased in concrete. And we've seen them like fight up to the penthouse before. That is that is a thing. Do they think that it's also in the basement? You set it up. Are there just new writers who don't know season one? Oh, we know that's the case. The showrunner got replaced after season one. <sighs> they're still bearing the scars of that. Uh, so I'm going to do it to it. That's mine. It's the, it's yeah. the guard being upstairs. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So this is our show. These are the things that are going to happen this season. <laughs> yeah. Luke has finally picked his loyalties. I, I want to say the the entire point of Demon Mom is the reason why I think that, um, or reinforce my idea that Jonathan was in Edom for a long time because he got a mom. Well, I mean... Yeah. It feels like he came in there as a 10-year-old boy. No, so I was going to explain why he has a mom because, spoiler alert for the audience, I thought we were recording two episodes today. Yeah. So I watched the first seven minutes of the second episode. Ooh, exciting. And I was going to, like, say something and be like, well, this is why she's his mom. And I was like, nope, y'all don't know that yet. Only I know that. Well, adopted mom. No. Demon mom. Well, huh. Anyway. So if you want to know how she's his mom, you have to come back and listen next week. Ow. <laughs> all um, right. But uh, do, do, do all the things. I'm at uh, KevinWeirBooks.com. I'm at a FlimsyPlan.com. Give us social media, podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions. Goodbye. Good speed run. Uh, see you next week. How is Jace the Owl? Where will Simon go? When will we hear more about our best friends, the Pangborns and the Blackwells? Well, they're dead. As you all, some more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 